A lot of people have been asking about what, what my history is, uh, my, my history of training in karate. And I thought a podcast would be a really cool way to let people know what got me here. Uh, when I was 15, uh, my uncle Jay Gluck was summoned from Japan. My uncle Jay was not Asian, but he did marry a Japanese woman. And when he was in Japan, he studied many, uh, many of the ancient and traditional martial arts. He was summoned to the United States to help me. At 15, I guess I was getting into a little bit of trouble, and they wanted me to study uh, karate, uh, martial art, to kind of calm me down and focus my energy. I, they knew I was always interested in it, but there was nobody in the, around those days that could really teach a traditional martial art. So I studied with him, and he really helped me out quite a lot, focus my energy, focus my mind. Also, about the same time, in White Plains, there was a gym uh, a boxing gym called The Cage. And I went down there and was kind of astounded when I walked in. I always wanted to know to know something about boxing or to uh, learn boxing. And in The Cage, I walked in and everybody there was African-American. Very well-trained, very tough-looking, very scary for a middle-class white boy, especially a middle-class Jewish white boy. But I said... What the heck? What's the most that could happen? So uh, they were actually very nice about it, very gracious, accepting me in, and they gave me some gloves and um, put my headgear on, and I was pretty arrogant. I thought, well, I know my martial arts can defeat anybody. So I got in the ring, and the last thing I remember, I should say, the first and last thing was bang, 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 bang. Five or six shots right to my head. I, of course, went down. I wasn't hurt. Well, I, my ego was hurt. My head wasn't really hurt. So actually, I was pretty impressed, and I stayed there for a while, learned some boxing. But then I finally uh, quit. I was way outclassed. And most of the guys down there boxing, they really wanted it, uh, boxing as a livelihood, going to the Golden Gloves and maybe going professional. So I was outclassed in many in many ways. did give me a very solid background in boxing, though. Then, as I grew older, I studied with other people. But my big break, I think, came when I was in uh, was in school in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, there was a professor. His name was Professor Freeman. He was a philosophy professor. And he was a black belt in a, a style called Weishiru. It was an Okinawan style. And I decided I studied with him. Very smart guy. And really uh, kind of interesting to study with. And I studied with him for quite a while. And then I decided to go to the home dojo that was actually the Matson Academy that was in Rhode Island, but it was actually in Providence. And I studied there for a few years and got, got pretty advanced and really enjoyed my time there. After I finished, uh, after I left graduate school at University of Rhode Island, I then went back home and I was really looking for a, uh, a place to study, a place to study martial arts. And I really wanted to study um, an Okinawan style. Couldn't find Weishiro anywhere. I went on a, like a 15-mile uh, hunt around uh, Stamford, Connecticut, Greenwich, Connecticut, to find a school. And finally, I did find something in Norwalk. Uh, I found this guy. His name was uh, Sensei Ed Brown. Very advanced. He'd studied actually in Okinawa uh, with the master Tatsushimabuku. And he, he had a very small class. He had a school of maybe eight, ten people. And I went to him, and I said, I'd really like to study with you. And he said, no, 
School's full, can't study with me. Then I heard there was going to be a tournament, and he was running the tournament. So I went to the tournament. I was a photographer then in Old Greenwich. It was called Action Arts Photography. And that's another story. And I went there with my camera, and I photographed him doing his demonstra- breaking demonstrations, etc. And I proceeded to take those uh, pictures and blow them up to 16 by 20s and 20 by 24s. My idea was to bribe him into letting me study study at the school. So I blew all these pictures up. I went to his house, and I said, if you let me study with you, I will give you these pictures. He said, well, I will take the pictures, but you can study with me. Well, there went that idea, so I was kind of crushed. I wanted to study with Ed Brown because I had heard from many people he was really the best around. A couple of years later, I was driving uh, on Route 123 in Norwalk, and there was a bowling alley, a broad river bowling alley, and I saw a sign up, Ishinru Karate, so I went in there. And I went downstairs, and sure enough, that was Ed Brown's dojo. He had had changed his uh, location from his home when he was teaching initially, he was teaching out of his garage, to a, uh, below the bowling alley, it was a nice big area, and he was teaching Ishiru then, so I asked again, I said, can I uh, study with you? And again, he said, no. But finally, I asked him, and he really needed the students then, because he had a much larger area, and I guess uh, more rent to pay. So finally, he let me in, and I studied with him. He he was teaching Okinawan Ishiru Karate. I liked Ishiru because it really was uh, devised for training U.S. Marines stationed at Okinawa in hand-to-hand combat. It wasn't as flowery as maybe Goju-ru and Shorin-ru, but I found it, found it to be probably the most practical martial art. It was really great for fighting and for combat. I loved combat. So I studied with him many years, for, like, for 15, almost 16 years. And I got up to 6th degree black belt, um, and his training was great. He not only trained me in Ishinru, but we also got to study uh, Vionis Jitsu with Professor Visitation. Studied with him for quite a few years. And some of the other um, Filipino masters. So I got to train in traditional Okinawan karate, but also in some of the finest um, Filipino fighting arts known in the world. And we actually had the Filipinos come to this country. We paid for them, and they trained us. And Professor V was already here. He was teaching Viennese Jitsu. So I had a lot of training from a lot of many different martial artists. So my my training was really kind of eclectic, and I loved it. To me, it was the most fun I'd ever had. After about 16 years, uh, I was working, actually, in my own photography business called Action Arts. And behind Action Arts uh, photography, there was a big building. It was a warehouse. And it was empty. Nobody was there. Nobody was renting from them. So my wife, Jackie, said, hey, why don't you open up a karate school? I said, what? I don't want to teach karate. I'm a student. I'm not a teacher. She said, well, give it a try. So I did, and I opened up. I I advertised a little bit and did uh, like a free demo class. And uh, we did the demo on on a certain day. I think it was a Saturday. And the place was packed. Scared me to death. There were so many people there for the trial and for the, for the demo that it was totally confusing. It really kind of scared me off. But after giving it some thought, I, I went to a school, actually, that was created for teaching sensei, karate instructors, how to teach kids and how to run their own karate school, 
which I did. I went there and, and I came back and learned the ropes and opened up my own school. And it was an inter- it was an instant success. I think it was instant success because there was no competition. There was no Taekwondo school across the street, no Kung Fu school in Kaskab. There was nobody around. There was maybe one karate school in Greenwich. I can't remember really. So it was instant success, and the school grew pretty quickly. And then I decided, well, I think I'm going to do is teach differently than the way I was taught. So my philosophy was to teach the classes in a way the kids would really have a good time, and the adults also. They learned really great skills, but instead of being scared to death all the time, like I was when I was training, I was so scared of Ed Brown because his classes were brutal, I decided to make the classes really more fun, and I would, for kids especially, I disguised the karate drills uh, as games, and I decided also I would train kids by their age, so the same ages would be working together, and that was also just a great idea. So instead of having one big class during the day, I'd have three or four smaller classes at you know, like at four and then four to five, five to six, and evening for the adults, that worked perfectly. So the school grew rapidly, and now, of course, it's very successful, um, and we have a lot of fun teaching. And that basically is my history. If you need more, if you're interested or curious about more specific information about my certification, if you go to my website, ogkarate.com, and, and look at about Sensei, you'll see actually the certific- certificates I've earned. And I've earned quite a few, I guess, because I've been doing this for so many years. Um, and I started at age 15, so you can imagine how many different people I got to study with. What I decided to teach was actually a combination of all these things, focusing mostly on uh, Ishinu karate, and then also teaching, uh, blending in the Filipino fighting arts, which I think is fun for kids and adults as well. If you have any questions, or if you'd like to find out about my school, you can log on to my website, ogkarate.com, or give me a call, 203-637-2685. Thank you.